Hey everyone, this is our Midweek Leadership Podcast. We believe that as you listen to it, it is going to move your life forward. So get ready for an amazing message. Uh, so here, here's three things. Hopefully they um, speak to you like they've been speaking to me. Um, so uh, the first one that, um, that I wrote down is uh, three pieces of culture. Is uh, One is um, teach, being teachable. Uh, this is really uh, important. Proverbs chapter 13, verse 18 says, Poverty and disgrace come to him who ignores instruction. But whoever heeds reproof or teaching is honored. Poverty and disgrace come on him who ignores instruction. Uh, this is super important. I mean, look no further than stuff that I was just talking about in our country. There's a lot of people who aren't teachable but that have megaphones that want to let everybody know how, uh, how they should do things. But I think uh, a lot of stuff would um, be a lot better if we had teachable hearts. And so can I say for all of us, stay teachable. Stay teachable. And teachable and, and being teachable is not just listening. It's learning. So, so sometimes we think, well, I'm teachable. I, I listen to stuff and I hear stuff. And I, No, no, no. Being teachable is actually being able to take something in that you hear, then applying it to your life, and then your life looks different now than it did two days ago. That's being teachable. Because if you just um, listen and then nothing changes, that doesn't mean you're teachable. That just means that uh, you're being, um, that you're able to uh, look like you're teachable. It, it's not being teachable. It's, um, it's like, well, I'll just, you know, I'll, I'll let all these things come in. This is why sometimes I can uh, sit and, and talk and counsel some people, and I'm talking to them and saying some things. This is going to help your marriage. This is going to help your thing. This is going to help your life. And, and they give me this. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm thinking the whole time, I'm like, you're not hearing anything I'm saying right now. You, you are li- you're literally thinking about the next thing you're going to say to me. You're not thinking about actually taking this in and wanting to change. And I'm looking, and, and all the while, that person would think that they're being teachable. But the, there's no change that's happening. And so one of, one of the best ways that I can see that somebody is teachable is literal, it's not that they listen to me, it's that they ask, ask questions. They, they, they'll sit and they'll say, well, how would you do this? And if you were me, how would you do it? When, I'm, when I know that I'm being very teachable, I've got a million questions. I'm, I'm the one that's raising my hand in the front of the class wearing the teacher out. Like where the teacher is just like, let me get through this. And I'm like, no, 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 I got to understand this. Let me ask this this, 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 the questions are an amazing offensive weapon for your life. 
where you consistently have somebody that you can say, how would you do this in this job? How would you do this in, uh, I, you know, you aren't running this business, but if you were running this business, how would you do it? If you were doing, um, if you were raising your kids, how would you do this and this? And this? You're always, you got questions. You're, you're always thinking about, and, and you can learn from anyone. Learn from somebody younger than you. Learn from somebody older than you. Learn from somebody who is just the same age. Learn from somebody who's in a different business than you. Learn from somebody who's in the same business than you. Learn, you learn from anyone. You learn when you're watching uh, TV. You learn when you're listening. to th- Like, it's constantly in there that you can, you can learn from anyone. This being teachable where you're just constantly like, let me uh, learn more and more and more and more more. I, I think one of the, also one of the things that will help you be teachable is always assume that you know less than you think you do. Yeah. Nothing taught me this more than being a pastor. Uh, when I, st- like, I started right out of college as a youth pastor and worked in multiple churches where I've got to see a lot of church. I, I, we started a church in my home when I was in eighth grade. I've been around church my entire life. So when I became the senior pastor here, I thought, I got this. I mean, I've been doing this for a long time. It, like, this is my job, but it's also my calling, and I've got paid for this. I've not gotten paid for this. I've seen uh, family. I, I, I've seen kid. I've seen uh, heartbreak. I've seen joy. I, man, I got this. And in the first year, I realized how much I didn't get this. And year two... I realized even more how much I didn't get this. And so now year 10, I would say, well, I got some of these things maybe. That's where I'm at. Um, and, that, and that has nothing to do with my feeling like I can't um, lead with decisiveness. I feel like I can make decisions and we can go and do things. I'm, I just have a really, a pretty healthy viewpoint, I think, of my um, understanding of how less I, uh, how much less I think I know about what I'm doing. So I, I try to put that into my parenting, <laughs> you know, and like I'm trying to, um, Assume that I don't know as much as I think I do. <laughs> um, I, I'm trying to put that into my marriage. I'm trying to put that into my relationships and my friendships. Because I just want to be teachable. I want to learn. I want to know more and more and more. And I don't want to, as I grow older, become more rigid and become more set. And it's the way it's always done. It's the way we're always going to, I just don't want to lead like that. I don't want to be a person like that. I, 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 I want to remain teachable. Um, okay, second one piece of culture 
that I don't want to talk about is, um, is belief. Being teachable and having belief. John 14, 1 says, let not your heart be troubled. I don't know if you felt that, like just your heart troubled. Whether I, I, I've felt that, I've um, consistently uh, battled some of those things. Um, a lot of times when we, uh, at least for me, I can speak for myself, when I feel like I'm troubled, I will try to um, put other things in that space so I don't have to feel that trouble anymore. But what Jesus said was, let not your hearts be troubled, believe in God and believe also in me. Your belief has a direct correlation with how much trouble you feel in your soul. Your belief has a direct correlation with how much trouble you feel in your soul. And um, uh, when I say belief, I'm meaning like believing that you're going to come out of whatever that you're facing right now, believing that things are going to get better in your business that you are, in the leadership position that you are, in the family position that you are, in your friend. You have this belief that things are going to get better. Uh, this and, and you have a belief that things are going to get better, not because you're better, but because God is better. Your belief is in who God is. And so you know that God is working and God is going to do something that I might not see yet, but he's going to lift this situation and change this situation or... <clears throat> or bring some uh, resurrection to the situation that looks like it's dead. I, I believe that God is going to do this, and you have this belief. And a lot of times, uh, either from our own conversations or people that say things into our life, uh, we will look at belief and look at it and say, well, that's kind of like just having this nice uh airy view of what God is going to do, this this nice um, uh, rose-colored viewpoint of what God is going to, but let me be real for a second. Things are really bad. Okay. They are, but that does not change my belief. So, so what that means is my belief isn't blind, it's just strong. And a lot of times people think that belief has to be blind. No, that actually hurts you. Where you walk in eh, and you don't see any of the wrong. That actually hurts you. Because you got to see what is broken. You got to see what's wrong. You have to like go into the doctor and listen to the doctor say, now this with your body, we got to fix this thing now. Instead of just, uh, well, I don't want to even think about that stuff. You, you got you to gotta go in and look at your finances and say, woo, here it is. Instead of just miraculously thinking that they're going to get better. You've got to look at your business and think, oh, this, and you've got to see, you got to look at church and say, oh, this is actually what it is. You got to look at your family and say, no, this is what it is. This is actually what it is. 
but that does not touch your belief. It does not touch my belief. It's not, I'm not, my belief isn't blind. I believe that God is going to do something out of it. I actually see what it is right now, but I actually believe that at some point that God is going to do something in this. So that, that is what makes your belief uh, strong. Um, at this moment, it, it, what, what I like to tell myself is I, um, and I wrote this down, you deal with the day, but you believe the best. So deal with the day, but believe the best. Deal, what's happen- deal with what's happening today. Don't stick your head in the sand. But believe the best. Okay, we're going to come out of this. So, so what that enables you to do is you lead out of believing in, not with what you're dealing with. You, you lead with what you're believing in, not with what you're dealing with. Because if you lead out of what you're dealing with, you get real grumpy and real mean a lot of times. Or you get real, real short. Or you, get, you can get real demotivating really quickly as a leader because you're leading out of what you're dealing with. But if you lead out of what you believe in and you still deal with what you're dealing with, you still got to deal, but you lead out of what you believe in and what that does with everybody else that you're helping lead is that gives them belief and that gives them hope and it also gives you belief and it also gives you hope and it actually gives you energy to work on the thing that's broken. Like you actually feel like, oh, this actually uh, is worth it to work on this thing. Because I know at some point God's going to do something, and man, I, I'm excited for that. So let's get in here, and let's fix this thing, and let's get better. And, let's, and so all of a sudden, getting better isn't demotivating. It actually motivates you. You know, like, like working on the things that need to be worked on do, doesn't demotivate you anymore. It actually just excites you. And you're like, man, we're taking steps. We're taking steps. It might not be a marathon, but we're taking steps. You know, when it might not be done with the whole 26 miles, but I'm taking steps. I'm taking steps. And I get to celebrate every single step that I'm doing because I got this belief that, man, God, at some point, God's going to break through. At some point, God's going to do something. At some point, God is going to break through my family. At some point, we're going to have this breakthrough. At some point, things are going to get better. At some point, and you've got to actually have that belief over and over and over and over again. The thing that the enemy wants to steal from you is hope. The thing that the enemy wants to steal from you is belief. The thing that the enemy wants to steal from you is faith. The thing that the enemy wants to steal from you is an understanding that God actually does win at the end. And see, the enemy knows that God wins at the end, but he wants you to believe that that's never going to happen. So he can at least get you to live the most miserable life here on earth and stop you from being who God has called you to be and actually steal the joy it is to be in what we're doing right now and actually get to lead in the places that we are right now because we got to believe that God is going to actually come out at some point. I don't know when, but I know that God is going to do it. I don't know actually when all these things are going to happen, but I know that God's going to do it. And I lead out of that belief over and over. To be honest, I'll tell you, sometimes that belief uh, tank gets low. 
So I gotta, I gotta get in front of Jesus and let Him fill that thing up again, yeah. you know, and just and 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 let Him do what only He can do. Uh, last one, um, part of a culture, these three pieces of culture focus. Um, I'm reminded of this scripture in Acts chapter one. Let me just read this real quick. Um, so Jesus is. Um, about to go back to heaven. He has been resurrected. He's in his new body. I mean, this is like major win for the disciples. All right? Like, they're like, this is like, I bet on black, and it actually came out black. Like, this is, I put all my chips in. This is it. Look at what happened. I mean, this is the celebratory lap that they get to take. When the apostles were with Jesus, they kept, they kept asking him, Lord, has the time come for you to free Israel and restore our kingdom? What? How, how long have you heard Jesus talk about this? They're still thinking that now Jesus is going to mount up, fight all the Romans, and Israel is going to become a kingdom again. And they're going to go back to where Israel is God's kingdom and everybody else just can kick rocks. That's what they think. They, they think that is why Jesus came back from the grave to restore our kingdom. In verse 7, he replied, the Father alone has the authority to set those dates and times. They're not for you to know. And then in verse 8, but you will receive power when my Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere. Do you see how he just, shut up, you don't even think about that. But what you are going to do is this. And he refocused them again. And he said, you're going to, and you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere, in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. So he was, again, refocusing them and saying, I know you're thinking about this and this and this, but that's actually not why it came. And let me refocus you again on those things. Refocus. This, this is why it's so important to have things um, in your life that actually refocus you and say, what's the goal here? Why are we doing this? It's important to do that. Why do I come to church on Sunday mornings? Why? This is a good question to ask yourself. Why do I come? Do I come just to come? Do I come because it's a nice thing to do? Do I come because that's what we want to do as a family and we want to look like this kind of family so we come to church? Do, do, do I come to church because I um, need something? Do I come to church because um, I feel guilty? Do I come to church because um, I get to make uh, some decisions? Do I come to church? You know, you, you, you got to answer that. Why do you come to church? Or why do you, why, why'd you start that business? Why? The business is all over the place. Why? Why are you working in the field that you're working in right now? Why, why? Why do you do this? This question, why, gives you focus. Because as, as fast as you can answer, I, I can tell you why our church is here and why I come to church. Because I, I, I want to see every story matter. 
I want to see a story that walks through these doors that feels like no one sees me, no one sees what I've gone through, and we want to see God's redemptive power touch that story, change it, and hear what God can do with a person. Every story matters. Doesn't matter if you're popular or not. Doesn't matter if people know you or not. Doesn't matter if you're in the in or the out crowd. Doesn't matter if you have this kind of thing or that kind of thing. Doesn't matter where you live. Doesn't matter your race. Doesn't matter your skin color. Doesn't matter who you might know and who you don't know. Doesn't matter what kind of family you grew in. It doesn't, those things do not matter. What matters is that you have a story and that God is going to redeem that story and that other people get changed by hearing that story. That is why I am at this church. That's why I'm, it's about people's lives being changed. It's not about building a big church. It's not about building a big name. It's about not making somebody famous. It's not about making a church cool or not cool. It is literally about seeing somebody's life change that thought that they had only this to give, but God changed them from the inside out. And they used to deal with the depression and they used to deal with this stuff and they used to deal with disbelief and they used to deal with cynicism and they used to deal with all of these abusive things that were running through their mind and they used to deal with addiction and they used to deal but God reached into my soul and changed me that is why I come to church not to sing Christian karaoke and not to be here and listen to a nice little uh, sermon that can maybe help you a little bit have a better week that is not why we gather we gather to see people's souls changed and not because we can change them but because God can change him. That's why we're gathering. And I, I feel like as I was looking at this, I was like, man, we just need to keep refocusing and refocusing and refocusing and refocusing because we got to lead out of that focus. And all of us need to lead out of that focus. In business and, and, and all of those things. Hey, man, we're, we're just doing this. This is what we're aimed at. This is what we're doing. And that refocus kind of gives, um, it helps all of us um, get blinders on in the best way. Um, so where we don't see right and left. Because all this stuff here and all this stuff here a lot of times just distracts you. Yeah. Um, and if, I, I believe if the enemy can't knock you out with some kind of sin issue, or some kind of integrity issue, or some kind of mess, the next best weapon he's got is distraction. That's the next best one. So he gets you off focus. And this is why people run really good for a while, then all of a sudden they get distracted. And, and I'm praying for our church Let's keep focus. Let's keep focus. Let's keep focus. Um, that's one of my jobs. Um, sometimes I do it well. Sometimes I can do it better um, for, for our church. Uh, just keep focus. We're, we're focused on making every story matter. So when somebody walks through those doors, they matter. And I want them to be able to be seen. I want them to uh, see that their story actually matters to other people. It matters to God and it matters to other people. Because I need to hear it. Um, I need to hear it. So, uh, so I'm sitting here by Joe and listening to the story 
about uh, one of um, one of these young adults that is coming to our church that doesn't have a relationship with God. And, you know, we're all in here, and then Courtney's telling the story about all of a sudden that we've been praying for a year for him, and he gave his heart to God a month ago. Do you, do you understand how important that is? Like, this, this is somebody who didn't believe in Jesus. This is somebody who thought that they walked in because their girlfriend loved church. Thank God that she was like, no, you got to come to church with me. But, you know, like he's, he's looking around thinking you guys are all crackpots. But you're nice. So I'll hang. And the Spirit of God blew breath into his lungs, spiritually, for the first time. And he's able to breathe for the first time in, in, in the purest sense of the word. I, that's why I'm here. Like, that's what I want to see. I don't want to see... Um, uh, more of us in our Christian communities just getting comfortable and making it easy for us to hang and making this more of a Christian country club. Come on. That's not why we're here. I want to see people who have no hope have hope again. So I'm praying. Let's just refocus. and uh, Hopefully these three things helped each and uh, every one of, of, of you, Father, we pray that, God, we walk out of here, uh, God, with um, God, an understanding and a belief and a focus, God, and, and an open heart to learn. Uh, Jesus, we're praying that would lead our week and lead more than a week. God, we're so thankful that you lift us up. God, give us things and, uh, and, and pieces and, and stuff that, um, that actually invigorates us and actually gives us hope and actually gives us belief. And, Father, we pray that that would continue throughout the day. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, church, we hope this message has pushed you forward in your leadership and your relationship with God. We can't wait to see you this Sunday or in a connect group. Have an amazing week. We'll see you then.